0: Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. We are in the home stretch. We are coming up to the 500th anniversary of the Protestant break with the Roman Catholic Church. The whole thing was over the Doctrine of Justification, the Catholic view or the Protestant view, and has separated so many Christians for five centuries. So these broadcasts are designed to present to both Protestants and Catholics each side what exactly they believe, and particularly the Catholic perspective where it's found in scripture. And I believe as a Catholic, we owe it to our evangelical friends to be able to present it that way. And another thing I want to mention, just kind of highlight in advance, if you're a parent of, a, say, an older teenager or a 20-year-old, you know what I'm talking about when I say very often you or friends of yours have teens who are lacking motivation for the faith. They just seem very lethargic, don't want to go to mass, and you know, just don't have the internal motivation. If you have a young child, you think, oh, that'll never happen to my child, but it does happen to a lot of children. What we're going to be talking about today is how to get that heart functioning fully in love and motivated to serve and obey Jesus, and that's really a part of this whole discussion on justification. I'd like to begin, as I have in the past, with that most important paragraph in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1996, which says the following, our justification is by the grace of God. Grace is favor, the free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call and to become children of God. According to the Catholic faith, our justification is by the grace of God. A lot of Catholics are confused on this point and a lot of evangelical Protestants are confused on this point because both seem to think that Catholicism is based on a justification by something that I do versus something that's done by God's grace. And Catholicism teaches that justification is by the grace of God. That's how we move from a state of unrighteousness to righteousness. Last episode, I explained the difference between Catholic and Protestant views of justification. And we saw that Protestantism believes justification is by faith alone, and that word alone is really what launched the Reformation. That was the great emphasis that Luther made at Romans 3.28 by inserting the word alone in his German translation. You can look it up in any English translation. You're not going to find the word alone, but Luther put it in there because that's the emphasis that he had. Catholicism believes that first justification, and I'm going to explain what I mean by first justification in just a moment, but that first justification or the launch of justification is by faith, exactly the wording that St. Paul has in Romans 3.28. And to back that up, the Council of Trent was a church council that met and in part, answered the questions raised by the Reformation. This is what they said about faith and justification. We are justified by faith because faith is the beginning of human salvation, the foundation, and the root of all justification, without which it is impossible to please God and to come unto the fellowship of his sons. Now, I mentioned just a moment ago Catholics believe that first justification is by faith. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. Let me start with Protestantism, because that's actually a little simpler to explain. Protestants believe that justification is by faith alone. End of story. In other words, the Protestant view of justification is for that moment where you place your trust in Jesus, you're justified, and that's it. I'll call that a. okay? Now Catholics in their first justification or the beginning, the root, the foundation of justification, is very similar to Protestantism in that they believe that justification is by faith. So they both have this faith emphasis for what I would call part A. Protestantism is only a part A, but Catholicism has a part A, and B. And if you remember, Protestants and Catholics have two different definitions of justification. Protestantism is that that first moment, just the part A, that's it. Catholicism is the entire Christian life. So it would be part A, yes, you begin by faith, but there's more to follow. That's part B. Catholicism, parts A and B, are connected and called justification. Protestants, particularly the ones reading their Bibles, know there's a part A and B, but they don't believe in their theology that they're connected to justification. I hope that's clear because this is where we get a whole lot of confusion between the two groups. So Catholics, let me repeat, A believes that first justification is by faith, And that maintains, we have to maintain a life of faith. And then B, there's an ongoing justification within Catholicism, and that's called faith working through love. And now you might say, well, where in the world do you find that in the Bible? Well, I'll give you three quickies here. James chapter two and verse 24, and it's very often quoted to Protestants And for 500 years, it hasn't done a whole lot of good, and let me explain why. If you don't preface that there are two differing definitions of justification, for instance, in Protestantism, in the epistle to Romans, you're basically talking about chapters three and four regarding justification, and in Catholicism, you're basically talking about the entire epistle and that's the difference between Protestantism and Catholicism. So yes, there's something that follows, and I would say 90% of responsible Protestants are glad to acknowledge that there should be some good works following justification. They just don't connect it with justification, and that's because of the historical nature, particularly of uh, Luther's own internal life, he failed to kind of come up with part B, and so he kind of lopped it off from his definition of justification. But James 2.24, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. This is the only place in the Bible where faith alone is mentioned in the context of justification, and it's negated. It's explicitly negated. And if you are an evangelical, you're basing your beliefs on Scripture alone. Well, Scripture alone says man is not justified by faith alone, and that undercuts the very foundation of Protestantism. Now, the works that James is talking about are good works, because not only are there two different definitions of justification, the New Testament has two radically different types of works the bad ones, which St. Paul rails against in Romans and especially in Galatians. He's talking about the works of the flesh, the works of the law. That's the do-it-yourself salvation, and he pushes strongly against that. It's as strong as you get in the New Testament. But on the other hand, St. Paul and the other writers in the New Testament, including Jesus himself, emphasize the need for good works. And good works, you can guess, are good. So you have bad works and good works. It's the good works. And in Galatians chapter 5, now remember Galatians, this is where St. Paul rails against trusting in the works of the law, the works of the flesh, your own working for justification. Okay, it's the strongest place in the New Testament you'll find this. Yet in the same epistle, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, St. Paul says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is of any avail, but faith working through love. And that is exactly what Catholics believe of part B, the ongoing justification. It's still faith, but it's faith now. It doesn't stop uh, the moment you're justified. No, it's an ongoing justification work of love. It's a response to the grace of God you receive in justification. You respond with love. That's, that's the Catholic notion of justification. Here's another verse, and this one sometimes is overlooked because you think, well, 1 Corinthians 13, that's just for wedding. No, that's for discussing justification, too. Here's what St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, too. And if I have prophetic powers— and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, you think, wow, what could be, that's all you need. But he says, but if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing, zip, nada, faith is of no avail. In other words, we come with faith for justification. And God graciously bestows his love upon us. But if we don't love back, something's wrong with our hearts. They're still stone. We need to take a little deeper look at the type of faith we have, okay? Now, I'm gonna read to you a passage from what I would regard as the third best book I ever read as an evangelical pastor. And I read a lot of books, and this is one of the top three um, it was a book by a New Testament professor by the name of Dr. F. F. Bruce, and he wrote a book called Paul, Apostle of the Heart Set Free. This is a big book. I don't know, probably around 500 pages. I quote the gist of it in my book entitled Grace and Justification, an Evangelical's Guide to Catholic Beliefs, and here's what Dr. Bruce Summarizing a lifelong study in the Apostle Paul said, Religion is grace, and ethics is gratitude. Wow. Religion is grace, and ethics is gratitude. For the gratitude which divine grace calls forth from its recipient is also the expression of that grace imparted and maintained by the Holy Spirit through whom the love of God is poured out into the hearts of believers. The gospel of free grace did not annul the essential law of God, but rather established it. Now, listen, parents, listen, catechists, listen, chastity educators. You you want to motivate young people, listen to the next sentence from Dr. Bruce. Love is a more potent incentive to doing the will of God than legal requirements and fear of judgment could ever be. Paul certainly knew the love of Christ to be the all compelling power in life. Where love is the compelling power, there is no sense of strain or conflict or bondage in doing what is right. The man or woman who is compelled by Jesus' love and empowered by his spirit does the will of God from the heart. This is incredibly good this is incredibly true, and I can affirm this um, wholeheartedly as a Catholic. The difference is when Dr. Bruce says religion is grace and ethics is gratitude, um, you know, one (laughs) is God bestowing a grace and the ethics, the moral life is, is just responding to the love of God. Those are two different doctrines formally within the Protestant faith within Catholicism, they're one. And essentially, that is what has divided Catholicism from Protestantism for five centuries. They're they're joined, They're, they're the same thing in the Catholic faith. They just haven't been separated. We're talking about two different definitions of justification. That part B, the ethics is gratitude, is part of justification in the Catholic faith. Now, I'm gonna turn to a book entitled The Introduction to the Catechism of the Catholic Church by Cardinal Ratzinger and Archbishop Schornborn who were the architects of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And they're basically going to say the same thing. Just remember that morality, our ethics, our response, our good works to the grace of God is something that began with God's grace overpowering us. God then enables us to do good works as a gift of his grace, and we love him back. And that's what Christianity is all about. This is what this intro to the Catholic Catechism says. Christian morality exists within grace. It precedes us, and forgiveness never ceases to overtake and outstrip us. While reading the separate chapters on the part on morality, listen parents, listen catechists, listen everybody, (laughs) okay? When reading the separate chapters on the part on morality, one must constantly keep in mind this interconnection, the connection between morality and grace, without which it is impossible to understand them properly. If you're teaching the commandments, if you're teaching the, the Ten, catechism, uh, Ten Commandments section of the catechism and not connecting it with grace, you are trying to do something that is utterly impossible to do according to the authors of the catechism of the Catholic Church, and yet this is being done every single day. It has to really stop. I'm going to go on, and here's what they say about burnout. You know, it's, it's a crisis right now in the modern world. What's causing burnout with young people? Well, again, the same intro to the catechism says, "Only when he recognizes the supernatural power that flows from his being in Christ through the Holy Spirit." What does that say? "Only when the person doesn't try to uh, do it yourself keeping the 10 commandments. That's works of the law." According to St. Paul, you're accursed if you try that. You're separated from Christ if you try that. And you won't be developing the fruits of the Spirit. You'll end up producing the works of the flesh, drunkenness and immorality and dissension and every other thing. So only through recognizing the supernatural power that flows from his being in Christ through the Holy Spirit can the faithful disciple of Christ make the effort, with confident heart, without servile fear, to practice and to increase the Christian life according to the Decalogue. Without the proceeding, the precepts of the Decalogue seem to exceed our human capacity. Uh, Christianity isn't a do-it-yourself religion. Now, I realize that many evangelicals view Catholicism that way. It isn't. It's a religion of grace from first to last. But I will say that many Catholics, and I don't know where or why this confusion exists, but this goes right to the heart, literally the heart of the Christian faith. This goes to the heart of the practice of the Christian faith. So many Catholics think, well, I just tried to be a good person. That's the religion of self-salvation and is the dead opposite of Christianity and when a person is trusting themselves for salvation, the Holy Spirit is gonna be dried up like an old dried prune, and the spiritual life is just going to evaporate, and they're not gonna have the power of the Spirit to keep God's commandments. So we are justified by faith, Uh, religion is grace, and ethics is gratitude, and the good works is simply that faith working through love. It doesn't stop. It continues to reverberate into the very core of our being and responds to God in love. And if you want one quick verse to summarize this with an utter profound effect, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19 says this, we love because he first loved us. There are young people who have gone through sacramental preparation programs, who have gone through Catholic grade school, and maybe are about to graduate from good Catholic high schools who don't have this concept in their minds and in their hearts and in their lives. We love, not because of this or this or that we do or don't do, we love because he first loved us that is the historic christian faith and that's what's got to get across to young people and it's not getting across hear me catholic parent you might say well i'm just doing all these things and i'm guaranteed by cuz i'm doing no the love of god is is instilled by the holy spirit as a gift of grace and you wanna tell your children how good God is, how rich his grace is, how loving and forgiving the Holy Heavenly Father is because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, okay? So on this one, we want to remember, our justification is by faith, and as a result of that faith, the Father bestows on us the Holy Spirit. St. Paul says, having been justified by faith, what happens? God's love, the Father's love, has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Okay, as a result of faith, we receive the Holy Spirit, and then what? We just sit around and do nothing? No, then we do the good works, faith working through love. Let me give you another set of verses that are so misused, it's um, it's distressing. Okay, last week I gave you a set of verses that I use to lead Catholics with considerable ease right out of the Catholic Church. It it only required me mentioning two verses from Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. Which says, By grace are you saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I mentioned to you, I would say to a Catholic, now your your church teaches you to do works to be saved, right? Right. Well, this just negates it. Ephesians two eight and nine. And all the Catholic should have done and could have done was simply, well, let's turn to that passage. And you read the next verse, after Ephesians 2, eight and nine comes Ephesians two ten, And it then says, but we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And you will hear repeatedly evangelical calls for salvation using Ephesians 2, eight and nine and dropping off verse 10, which is a vital part of the same paragraph those truths are contained. In other words, you're not saved by your own works. You're not saved by trying to be a good person. You're saved by Jesus Christ and the, the generous gift of God the Father. But as a result of being saved and a loving covenant union with God, he gives you the Holy Spirit, and enables you to do good works. so your faith works through love, okay? Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, dropping off verse 10. I mean, it is it is so often, and once you know this, you're going to see this a hundred times if you encounter crusades or personal invitations to leave the Catholic Church and such. And again, this is exactly what I use, but there's another set of verses that are also used from Titus chapter 3, starting in verse 5, and these are very similar verses to Ephesians 2, but the nice thing about Titus 3, it's a great summary of everything the Catholic Church believes on justification. So if you want a scriptural package along with Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10, be sure to do Ephesians 3, 5 through 8, because what you will hear in addition to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, you will hear Ephesians 3, 5 through 7, and 8, verse 8, will be ignored. And I'm going to translate this because in most English translations, it says like in Ephesians 3.5, he saved us not because of deeds. Uh, That word in Greek is ergon, and that's the word for work or works. So I'm going to just translate it works because that's actually closer to the original Greek. Titus 3.5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but in virtue of his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit, that's baptism, verse 6, which he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Verse 7, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. So, you know, this far, Protestants and Catholics will get along great, but you can distort what the Catholic faith teaches because the Catholic faith teaches us that we don't enter into this justification by grace as a result of works done by ourselves, okay? Uh, Trying to earn God's favor through merit badges and climbing up to heaven on the pious treadmill, that type of thing. That's, That's not the way it works. So we're justified by His grace, His undeserved help, as section 1996 of the Catechism says, okay? So, You might say, well, that's it. Uh, Catholicism says we have to do good works, and it says it's not because of works. Well, there's two kinds of works, remember. The bad one, verse 5, and wouldn't you know, verse 8 has the good works. After it says we are justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life, St. Paul says, this saying is sure. This saying is sure. I desire you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God, that's justified by faith, may be careful to apply themselves to good works or good deeds, good ergon in Greek. These are excellent and profitable to men. I have in my possession one of the premier new evangelical theology books, I don't know, probably 800 pages by a a very respected New Testament scholar, and he was going after Catholic justification, and in the scope of three pages, he twice quoted Titus 3, 5 through 7, and ignored verse 8, which would have established the Catholic position. So don't fall for that. Keep the big picture that our faith, working through love, equals justification. This is Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 175 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to order copies of Faith and Family broadcasts and to learn more about Catholic family life.